And welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Seth Martosh, and beside me sitting here is... I'm Jesse McDougall, guys. Thank you for listening to our show tonight. This is Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Uh, our other co-host, Alex, is on his way, and we have Rosa in the building. And Matthew, these are members of our team, our volunteer student team, who are so psyched to be here tonight. Yeah, it's uh, great to see everybody's smiling faces in the booth. For those of you who are unaware, Tracks from Abroad is a show where we go around the world talking to students at the University of Toronto, talking to professors, musicians, and learning about different cultures, food, and 
Anything interesting? All of really, the above. Yeah. All of the above. Whatever folks are interested in, we can talk about what's beyond our borders here uh, in Canada. And I want to let you know that the song we played at the top of the show was by the Okovango African Orchestra. That is from their yet released, not yet released, album Migration. The song was called War Is Not Good. To be sure. And we are playing that because we have two tickets to give away for a show on December 2nd by the Okavango African Orchestra. And they're going, ladies and gentlemen, to a random donation that we will pick. So as long as you donate between now and 7 p.m., the end of our show, we're going to pick a random name to win those tickets. So we encourage you to donate to support the sound of your city. Of course, we're in the midst of a funding drive. Yep, that's true. And uh, just checking the fundraising page, we have reach 10% about of our $100,000 goal. So uh, on the first day, I think that's pretty pretty good. That's really significant. It's good, but we want to boost that number and we need your help. This show has been on for just over two years. I started it myself and it's allowed me to give these student volunteers, we have a team of eight, the experience to get on the radio, to get behind the booth, to get into the booth, mm-hmm. to get behind the board, as Matt is doing right now, um, and get a lot of great experience. We've met so many nice folks, students, professors at the University of Toronto, and listeners like you who call in and donate and thank us, and we thank you for donating to CIUT. Yes, yeah, so please uh, please donate at CIUT.FM, you know, the fall fundraising for 2023. And uh, today on the show, we are talking to Neha from Bangladesh, and she gives us a bunch of super interesting music recommendations, and we're going to hear from her now on Tracks from Abroad. Yeah, um, so my name is Neha. It's actually not my real name. My family calls me Neha, but my actual name is Ghazi Najneen Sultana. There are a lot of typos in my name, but that's a story for another time. I was actually born here in Toronto but my parents are both from Bangladesh. Um, They immigrated here before I was born, and so all my siblings and I were all born here. We connect with our Bangladeshi identity on different levels, I think, but I think in my family, one of the the measures for that is through language, and I think I'm probably one of the most engaged with it in my family. But I think that being said, apart from being Bangladeshi, doing my thing on the cultural end, I am also here at the university, I'm in my fourth year, I'm majoring in sociocultural anthropology with a focus in medical anthropology, but I'm also doing a double minor in political science and history. Um, so I have, I think, a good amount of you know knowledge and education and education of the West, but also getting a lot of that cultural knowledge as well and exploring my own identity as someone who's Bangladeshi as well. So yeah, it's been fun here at the university in my last year. Yeah, what kind of led you to study those specific topics and have an interest in that? So growing up, I think a lot of children of Asian immigrants can kind of relate to this, but you end up doing a lot of STEM growing up. And so throughout, you know, middle school, elementary school, high school, I was really engaged in STEM. But in high school, I I kind of started exploring more of the social sciences and the humanities um, while also doing, you know, the biophysics, math, not that I particularly loved it, but there were still things like parts of all of that that I really enjoyed. And so when I decided to go to university, I applied for a whole range of programs. And then I ended up at UFT in the social sciences program. I was initially going for more political science focused programs. Um, but then I took an intro to anthro course just to fulfill my breath requirement. And it was really fun. 
especially the sociocultural aspect of anthropology. And since anthropology kind of focuses on people, it's the study of people, you can pretty much study anything. And so as someone who did live in Bangladesh for about a year and a half growing up as well, I thought it would be really interesting to kind of bring in my interests in my own identity and how my parents grew up into my actual education. And so while I did keep like political science on the backseat of my education, I decided to go for anthropology as kind of my main program. And it, I think it's been going to plan. I've been doing a lot of work on like South Asia and studying not only like the cultural elements and the traditional things, but also um, the medicine and health programs, not programs, <laughs> like of just like studying health and exploring healing um, in South Asia as well, which I think it's not talked about a lot. So, you know, as part of my focus of my major being medical anthropology, a lot of what I've done is also looked at, you know, healing processes and practices that have kind of gone on in South Asia and in Bangladesh particularly, especially given that with, you know, the histories of colonialism, there's been a lot of erasure. So yeah, it's been very interesting. And I think my other minor being in history kind of also ties into that. A lot of my programs, they all tie into each other very seamlessly. And so I feel like I'm able to study a lot of the same topics, but through different lenses, which is, it's been very interesting. Have you ever been interested to like study language as something, something to add on, I guess, to your, to your CV at this point? Yeah, um, <laughs> there, there are a lot of languages that I've been studying. I'm currently studying Arabic. Um, and also as someone who's Muslim as well, I think one of those things that ends up happening is because the Quran is written in Arabic, um, you end up learning how to read it, but not, you don't really understand it. Right. And so recently I've been trying to pick up Arabic. I've been kind of trying to hold on to the Hindi and Urdu along the years just because I have tons of people around me who speak it. I'm like, why not? And it's also very similar to Bengali. I did end up picking up a lot of Korean growing up. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I have a lot of like Korean friends on campus as well who are going to just like spit it out at me, and I'm just like, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I've been also learning a bit of Mandarin recently. <laughs> Any languages that you don't speak? <laughs> oh, hmm, I'm kind of bad at French. <laughs> okay. Even grow- even learning it in school. and it's, But you can speak it a bit, I, I guess. I, I can speak it a bit. like More than most, I would, I yeah, would have to think. I, I, can, I can kind of speak it. It's kind of like one of those things after ninth grade, you're just like, okay, I'm not taking French mm-hmm. again. But I feel like there are a lot of like nuances and stuff that you can kind of like pick up on um, for a lot of languages. So my goal is like touching on at least like one language per continent. I feel like once you kind of do that, it's easy to pick up on like certain mannerisms and communicate which is nice. So, you know, speaking and trying to learn so many languages, is there a certain song that you'd like to recommend for us in one of these languages that uh, that we can play? Yes. Um, so the first song that I would recommend, it's actually, it's a Bengali song. Um, but, okay, one of the things about Bengali music is it's really difficult to find songs that are specifically from Bangladeshi artists. There are a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, there are a lot. But sometimes you'll end up finding people who are from West Bengal and India, and then you'll search them, and you're like, oh, crap, they're not Bangladeshi. And that was kind of my dilemma last night. But yeah, the first song that I'd recommend, it's called A Montomake by Sabina Yasmin. She's a singer from Bangladesh. It's kind of like a classic. Like, it's a song that my mom would sing a lot growing up. It's about love, as many songs in Bangladesh are about. 
All right, well, we're going to take a short music break and listen to some Sabina Yasmin, and we'll be right back on Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Skirt, sorry to interrupt, but uh, my name is Alex Troxel, a co-host of Tracks from Abroad. Welcome. And have you noticed that Tracks from Abroad usually does not have commercials? Yes, that is true, and the only time that we do have commercials is today, and we are asking for your donations. We are also giving away tickets to the Okavango African Orchestra on December 2nd, so if you put in a donation during this hour, you may have a chance to win them. Thanks. Hey, moon, come on. 
classical voice performance student at the University of Toronto. You might recognize me from the Tracks from Abroad student-led radio show at CIUT 89.5 FM as an occasional in-person host and also as the promotional manager. You also might have seen me on the show as a guest for the Columbia episode with my wonderful cousin, the singer Alejandra Ballestas. I've had so much fun on the show volunteering, meeting so many great people, so I encourage you all to check that out and support us.
Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. We are in the middle of our fall fundraising drive right now. So again, you may have the chance to win two tickets to the Okavango African Orchestra on December 2nd. So donate within the hour. And uh, we are also going to hear another testimonial from one of the volunteers at the station. Take it away. This is Elshbieta, the co-director of Tracks from Abroad, and I just wanted to share how important and meaningful being part of the TFA family has been to me so far. It's been really, truly wonderful to be able to learn so much about different countries and cultures and to be able to expand our network of amazing people and get to know such wonderful, wonderful people from all, all over the world. And if you too found some part of what we do resonated with you, I really urge you and I ask you to support us so the sound of your city can keep going. Thank you. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM, and we're here with Neha. Neha, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your role at University College. You are, correct me if I'm wrong, the president of the organization? Yes. Well, <laughs> not of the whole college. Okay. But. Um, yeah, I'm the president of the University College Literary and Athletic Society, which is the student government of University College. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Um, our council kind of we we do we do a lot of fun things, and especially after the pandemic, I think we've kind of gone back into all the fun in-person pro- programming. I think we have ten commissions on our council, and so it's like mental wellness, sustainability, equity, formals. Um, communications the list kind of goes on but we have groups within the council as well that um, hold their own events and do their own programming Um, so there's always fun things going around at the college being on the council and being involved in that thing for the last four years why do you feel like that's important to be involved in campus yeah I it's I think it's really important especially in university like in high school, I wasn't super involved with a lot of things, but also at the same time in high school, you're spending time with a lot of the same people. You're spending hours with them every day. And so it's really easy to make those friendships and make those connections. Um, and it's like, okay, if one person in your friend group is going to something, all of you guys going to join them. But in university, I feel like that's very, very different. A lot of the times when you have classes, you end up spending like 
an hour or two with people and then as soon as your class is over you're gone um, and a lot of times even if you start talking to people or like at their socials as soon as the course is over you're like okay bye I don't really know you anymore and so I think in university it's been very important to kind of be involved with the council and again as someone who wasn't really involved in high school I think if I wasn't on the council I would probably be alone in my room every day which is not fun especially given the impacts of the pandemic and all the disconnect that everyone was feeling but yeah I think one of our goals this year on council and I think generally over the years has just been to foster those connections with people and make it a lot more inclusive for students like resident students for commuter students for racialized students um, students who are like marginalized um, yeah a lot of a lot of work going into you know making sure that we have spaces that students can call their own um, and meet new people and have fun and not feel like they're just on campus or at the university out of obligations. So here's a little two-part question for you. If uh, you're cooking for somebody who hasn't tried any Bengali food, what's the first thing that you're going to cook for them? And then kind of additionally, have you found any restaurants or places in the city where you can get good, authentic uh, Bengali food? Okay, so (laughs) to answer your first question, I think the thing is with Bengali food, there are several components to the meal. And so I would definitely make pulao. I know they call it fulao in different dialects of Bengali. It's rice. It's like a type of fried rice, I guess, that's cooked with like onions and all these herbs and spices. But it's like pretty basic rice. And then I would have what we call bari roast on the side, which is like a type of chicken roast that they serve at weddings. It's called bari, so it means like the home of the wedding. And so there's that chicken dish that I think would be very nice. Um, yeah, that would be the meal. And for a restaurant, honestly, I feel like I haven't really been able to explore a lot of good Bangladeshi restaurants in Toronto or the GTA. I think what's difficult is a lot of the South Asian restaurants are going to be like, quote unquote, like Indian food. But it's like, what is Indian food? Like, There's so much food right. and so, so many like cultural dishes and stuff all throughout India it's so diverse and so a lot of the times I feel like you don't end up having like Bengali dishes there are a few really good Bengali restaurants down in like Scarborough and Victoria Park the Bengali community there is insane like there's so many Bengali people there Mm -hmm. I don't think I can really name one specific place um just because all the names are getting mixed up in my head but I think that specific area just like the literally right outside Victoria Station on Danforth there are tons of Bengali restaurants so I'd recommend like all of them. Nay, it's been wonderful to have you on the show today thank you so much can you outro us with another one of your uh, music recommendations please? Yes so the next song I have it's actually by someone named Musa uh, it's called Beni Kule, and it's one of the more contemporary Bengali songs. Yeah, I, I first heard it at my sister's wedding, and it was it was very fun. Like, I, I feel like a lot of the times when I listen to Bengali music, I listen to a lot of classics, and so people say I have the music taste of a grandma. Um, and But this is a more contemporary, like, upbeat song. Nothing wrong with the classics. Nothing wrong with the classics. They're great, but I guess not great for when you want to party. Mm. And so this one is a more upbeat fun one yeah i hope everyone enjoys well again thank you so much for being here today thank you for having me we are going to listen to benny Kule by musa and you are listening to tracks from abroad on ciut 89.5 fm
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Today we're speaking with Neha. Neha, you mentioned that you actually did move back to Bangladesh for a short period of time to live there. What was the reason for that? Yeah, um, my parents, they wanted to go back. <laughs> my parents, they end up going back every year. Well, my dad used to go back every year. As we got older, my mom started joining him. But back then, I think my parents wanted to like move back like for good. Sure. Um, that didn't end up going too well just because about like a year and a half in the political state wasn't too great and there were like riots and stuff going on and so we couldn't really go to school and so they're like okay you know what we're shipping them back here that's kind of what happened but I think their main goal as well was since we and at that point I only been to Bangladesh about once for about four months we didn't really have a ton of cultural knowledge and so they're like you know what we're going to move them back there. We're going to get them to learn the language. We're going to get them to meet the family, you know, get to know the culture, um, see the nature, you know, and all the views that the country has. And I think, you know, 
their plan kind of succeeded because I came back with like a lot of knowledge and a lot of love for the country and the culture. What's, you know, one of the most important things that you think you took from that time? I think there, there are about three, and I think these kind of reflect in the music from Bangladesh as well. And I think it comes down to, you know, the nature of Bangladesh, love, and, you know, love for the people around you, for your community, for your family, um, and then also historical knowledge. And I think with, with the first one, the nature, it's such a huge part about living in Bangladesh, just being knowledgeable of the nature the types of trees, the fruit. There's a stereotype that is associated with people from Bangladesh and it's that we love fish. And as much as it annoys me, it is kind of true. Um, we have tons of rivers in Bangladesh and so you're definitely going to be eating a lot of fish. But I think that being said, you're also going to be very appreciative of all, all the seafood that there is and also the fruits. Like we have a national food, we have a national fruit, we have a national tree. But it's interesting because our national fruit is the jackfruit, but our national tree is the mango tree. And so there's a lot of focus on fruit. We also have tons of seasons in Bangladesh. I think there's seven seasons. Wow. Um, I can't name them all. But, you know, each season is associated with a different thing. And so one of those is going to be like this, the fruit that grows or the type of fish that you can catch during that season or, you know, the weather patterns, which I think is very common, I guess, mm-hmm. all around the world. I could go on about the knowledge about the nature and the environment of the country forever, but I think that's one of the most important things, just being cognizant of all of that. But I think that naturally ties into, you know, what I mentioned about love and, like, love for your community, love for your family. And during a lot of these seasons, one thing that you'll see is the cultural practices and traditions that will happen during specific seasons will change, and that'll be in relation to what you do with your family. And so... During one of the winter seasons, for example, it doesn't snow in Bangladesh, but it gets really cold. But one of the things that you'll end up doing, and one thing that I've grown to love as well after my time there, is we have something called bita. It's kind of like rice cakes, but they're not always made out of rice, but they're mostly made out of rice. And so during the winter months, you're going to come around with your family very early in the morning when the fog is still out. And you're going to come together and make these like steaming hot bitas and eat them together and that's like I guess that's one thing that I've grown to love about Bangladesh and spending time with my family there and it's kind of like one of those ways where you get to know the people around you because people have huge families in Bangladesh not only in Bangladesh but like in South Asia and then with the last part I think the the education about you know the history and how Bangladesh was formed I kind of got into that before mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of one of those things that you'll probably definitely end up talking about when you are talking to someone who's Bengali just because it's such a significant part of living there, like going to school there. I think one of the main things that I learned was just about, you know, the liberation history. And also, even before I went to school there, growing up, it's something my parents would always talk about because my dad was actually part of the liberation war. Um, And my mom wasn't born then. She was born like a little after, but, you know, a lot of my family was part of it. And it's just one of those things that is so significant. There are are gonna be certain days a few times a year during, you know, those national days of like remembrance or of independence, we won't have classes, but we're still going to be there. But everyone dresses up in a certain color to commemorate the new year. We're all going to dress up in white and red. Um, we call that boyshuk. And then to commemorate, you know, independence or the language movement, we'll dress up in 
white and black. And so people do that. And then they kind of set up all of these food stalls at the school. And so everyone comes down, tries to sell their food and their performances that go on and everything. When I left the country, I left with like a ton of knowledge about yeah. all those cultural practices and specifically surrounding um, liberation, being proud of you know the country. And there is, there is a bit of like nationalism embedded into all of that. Uh, I think that's reflective of the struggle to in- achieve that independent nation. Um, but I think, yeah, when you have a lot of those like cultural and traditional practices that are formed around those events, um, it kind it leaves a mark in in your brain, to say the least. Yeah. I think we'll we'll go to another song. Is there another one that that you can recommend for us? Yes. Um, so the next song is called Lila Bali. Um, it's actually a Bengali folk song, and it's about the feelings that the bridesmaids have for like when they're getting the bride ready for their wedding. Wedding culture is huge in Bangladesh. Um, but yeah, Lila Bali is a pretty significant folk song. It was played at my sister's wedding event the other day as so. well. Oh yeah, one thing about Bengali songs is there will be countless versions of those songs by tons of different artists. The one that I've chose specifically um, is by four different Bengali singers. And you can you really get like the feelings of, you know, those like fluttery feelings when you're getting ready for a wedding well we're going to listen to Lila Bali and feel like we're at a proper Bengali wedding on Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM
Rosa Karamatsa and I'm a second year at U of T. I double major in environmental studies and philosophy and on the tracks from abroad team I'm an editor. I've been part of the CIU team since last year and I've loved it so much. You get to meet so many interesting people and CIUT is a great community full of so many amazing volunteers and it's one of my favorite things to do on campus and I've learned so many new skills like editing, interviewing, how to use a board at a radio station and these are all skills I wouldn't have learned if it weren't for CIUT and their volunteer program. So I am so thankful that I joined last year and I've been loving it so much.
Hello, who is it? It's uh, Seth from Tracks from Abroad. Who is this? This is Alex Troxel from Tracks from Abroad. Are you calling in to make a donation, sir? I would absolutely love to speak with... Is Matthew there on the line? Matthew I, Matthew is on the line. I would easily pay $20 to just have a chance to talk to Matthew. $20 to talk to Matthew, and you may have a chance to win two tickets to the Okavango African Orchestra on December 2nd. Uh, we got about 13 minutes left in this hour, so uh, please please do your best to make a donation and you uh, you might have a chance. Yes, and you, if you if you just want to talk to, if you, rather if you don't want to talk to Matthew, if you just want to support the show, you can also do that by going to www.ciut.fm and make your donation there. Or you can call 416-946-7800 or toll-free at 1-888-204-8976. So uh, let's, uh, let's hear some, some donations from, uh, from the listeners out there. All right, we're going to get into the, the end of the show. We have a couple songs, as mentioned, from Demir, and uh, we might hear as well from another one of the editors on our show, Simon, and why Tracks from Abroad is important to him. So thank you for listening. This has been Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. I've been Seth Martosh. I've been Alex Troxel. And we wish you a good Monday evening.
FM is the sound of your city. You're listening to CIU. 